I'd like to welcome you to a Bible study with Dr. Gross, where indeed the Bible provides a light to our feet, hope, and daily instructions. Today is a special day. I have a guest in my studio. His name is Matthew Rockhill from South Africa. Say hi, my friend. Hey, everyone. Good to meet you. What do you think of that accent? I mean, he is from South Africa. Now, the reason I invited Matt on my show today, because he is a dad. Luke, how old is Luke today? Uh, Luke is just over five months. So we've been blessed with him for just over five months. And how long have you been married? We've been married, uh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble now, uh, just over two years, two years and two months. I had the pleasure to be in the wedding uh, at this celebration. It was a great wedding, so thank you for the invite. The topic for today is, as a parent, now my kids are 35 years old. This, the world has changed in 35 years. I would like to hear your input, the pressures of being a dad in today's society. Do you have any pressures? So let's introduce, what did you feel the joy or excitement when your lovely wife told you that she was pregnant? Let's, let's revisit that. Sure. I, um, I'm 36 myself, and, and Luke's my, our first child. Um, I'm fortunate uh, enough to be married to someone six years younger than me. So I, I was ready for children. We waited uh to be married and, and I was ready to have children so I was prepared for that and we were actually trying to have kids for him um, and so there wasn't a, any surprise or any shock when it when it when that announcement came through it was it was a lot of joy and a lot of excitement um, you know because we felt it was the right thing to do and we felt it was the right time for us and so for for us it was a good thing it was there was no surprise or anything like that it was just a good uh, godly moment a good uh blessing really that, that that had come through for us well first of all i think it's great that the lord bless you with the baby right away because i do know some couples have tried very hard so the lord blessed you there did you have any celebration of telling you is it a boy or girl i mean we never had that did you guys have that yeah we we did a, a gender reveal and and i i wanted to know from the beginning um, but Kristen, my wife, she, she wanted to wait, and so we discussed it. And uh, I mean, I, I respected the, the fact that she wanted to wait. We had um, sort of cans which you pull, and a different color paint comes out, and uh, big countdown. And we pulled it, and blue smoke came out, and we found out we were having a boy, and that was awesome. That was a really good experience. I pick up two things here, Matt. One is. You respected your wife. You wanted to know, but you respected your wife, and you let her share with you her desires, and you respected that, and you did not know. I honor you that. That's very lovely. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to the first point, I mean, Chris and I, we've always established that we're a team. And so although I'm the, the, the head of the home, we make things, we make decisions together. We, we work through those things together, and so... That's not a new thing for us, um, but that's very unique. I got to be honest with you here on the internet. My wife, 
I find it hard sometimes. I can pray with Matt. I can pray with strangers at work. But I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes I find it hard to pray with my wife. I think the the two of us just have a little conflict, and we ha- have grown in that area. And he, to see you say that you and your wife, Kristen, yeah. it's just an different for me to see that young couple that you can share your beliefs together. I've talked to a lot of couples. How would you say that you grew in that ability to share your beliefs with your wife? I think for us it started um, right from the get-go. We, we had both been in other relationships and we had both been um, hurt and, and, and we had some baggage coming into it. So I think from the get-go we had said that our next partner would be the partner that we married and we were very open and honest from the beginning to say like these are the things that we believe in these are the things that are important to us and i think it it grew out of that um openness and that transparency to say god does come first and 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 i think that dynamic is what really has worked for us but i mean not to say we we still struggle to pray together and i I think it, it comes from a uh, almost taking for granted that that you're with your partner all the time and and so we, we pray independently and like you say you pray with your friends and you pray with other people but remembering to set that time to pray together and and I must say Kristen is she pushes me a lot more to do these sort of things um, I, I it just it's not on it's not in my mind always to 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 pray with her but uh, she she keeps me in check she push she pushes me to do it and um, you know, it, it's it's a, something that we're still growing into, um, but it it, uh, it it comes from that openness and that understanding that it's what, what we want to do and it's what we need to do. I love that team approach. A lot of men say that it's going to be my way. I love that team approach and the togetherness. Now, you both are Christians. You both are going to the same church. My prayer life when I was first married is I prayed for the food and then I prayed for my wife at night. I would lay my hands on her and pray for her. Now, when we had a major decision, we got together and prayed. But what I hear for you that you're expecting your wife and the leadership of your wife to say, hey, we need to pull together. That is quite a a nice gift the Lord has given you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed with, with Kristen. Wow. There's a story in the Bible about uh, Manoah. Now, Manoah is a dad of a very well-known biblical character. His name is Samson. This is the guy who destroyed the, the Philistines, and the angel came to the wife, and then the wife went to the husband and said, the Lord said that we are going to have a baby. Then the man of the household said, if the angel comes back, please come and get me. And lo and behold, the angel came back. Then the two of them got together with the angel of the Lord 
And the dad said, teach us the manner of how to raise this kid. And the angel came to the wife. This is why I honor you. The angel came to the wife in the Bible. And you said, hey, my wife is a Christian lady and I respect her. Can you share with me when you have this baby? Do the two of you get together and pray over Luke? Yeah, it's actually something that we had um, spoken about before he was born. Um, and, and something that was one of the most important things for me to do um, was to pray, pray a blessing over Luke when he was born. And I remember that very first night in the hospital, uh, it was something that, that I had prayed over him um, well, in the first minutes of his, of his life. Um, obviously, he comes out and they give him to mom and they, do, they clean him up and they weigh him and do all that stuff. But uh, there was about five minutes and it was dad's turn. And in that moment, sitting on the chair, I prayed a blessing over him. Um, I, I don't remember what it was, but uh, I, I prayed a blessing over him uh, because we had discussed that prayer was, was an important thing for us as, as a couple and an important thing for our family. And, and obviously with the teaching that I've had through my life, that was an important uh, piece for, for us to do. And so that was the very first thing that, that I had said over him was a blessing for his life and a blessing for his future and a blessing for our family together. In my understanding of the word blessing, I'm sure a lot of people listening don't know what that means. Blessing is providing the favor of God for this person to reach the destiny. Here is a newborn. How do you, as a father, pray over a child? Did you, this, I'm, I'm still interested in that. I'm um, I, I, I don't know if I have the, the understanding of blessing as, as I should with, with what my, my dad has taught me. Um, but I, I knew that, as you say, it was important for his destiny for us to, to speak life over him, to speak uh, God's creative word over him. And those are the things that I was thinking about. I, I, I was praying things um, that I wanted to, to see fulfilled in his life. I wanted to see that uh, he would serve God. I wanted to, to ensure that he was protected. I wanted to ensure... Uh, that the favor of the Lord was upon him. And, and so those are some of the things that I prayed in that blessing over him to say, Luke, Alan, Rockhill, the Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. We all, we all know the, the famous verse. Um, and, and I think th th those are the things that, that were on my mind is to say that God would, bl would bless him with favor, with, with that everything that is hand um, touched that God would anoint and that God would would give him prosperity and favor and, and blessing and uh, everything you know as, as a new parent you, you want everything of the best for your child and so those were the thoughts that I was drawing from in, in in that blessing moment is to say what would I want him to have from God and and I was speaking that over him in that moment have you and your wife when she was pregnant have you prayed over the child in the womb? 
we did pray over him. I think in our in our own separate uh, uh, moments. Obviously, with him growing inside of Kristen, it was she was he was always with her, and I and I think she she spent a lot of time praying over him, praying over his development, praying over uh, you know prevention of of disease and and the things like Down syndrome, those sort of things. Um, because we wanted him to develop the way God had intended, um, and and so Kristen had spent a lot of time with him doing that. And um, my moments were with mom and baby together, obviously, um, just putting my hand on on the belly, just praying uh, things that that I that I was hoping for, that I was uh, asking God for, and speaking over his life and speaking over his destiny um, as as best I knew how. I like the way you say that because there's no manual for us to know how to do it best and know how. Another pointed question is, when you were doing that when she was pregnant, do you feel this time in prayer bonded you and Christian together? Uh, definitely. Um, I, it, it was uh, an important time for us as a family to to, ha- to share those moments. And I mean, I... I d- I don't think it was uh, sort of planned out times where we'd, we would spend time praying together. It was more spur of the moment where she'd be lying in bed or, or sitting down on the couch and I'd come in and, and we'd, we'd share a moment of prayer together. Or if there was a big event coming up or a big test or a big scan, or, or the, you know, we would pray together. And, and I, do, I do think that, that helped bond us together and, as parents and start the process of, of understanding the responsibility that God had given us for his child. I like when you said the spontaneity. Because when this child grows up, there's going to be so many actions, so many things taking place. And you build a relationship. You can say to your wife and say, hey, let's take time right now and pray. It doesn't have to be a long set prayer. I love the way you said that. Just the spontaneity. And we just stopped and said a quick prayer. Now, the child is now five months old. Have you sought the Lord for the direction of the child as a dad? Uh, the short answer is yes, but I, but I think that's been, I think the, one of the biggest struggles for me as a new dad is to, to know what to do and to know what to seek God for um, because you, you obviously want the best and you obviously want God to, to, to have... Uh, his favor on your family and his favor on your on your children, but how how do you do that? How do you do that practically? And and I think that's the the the, the struggle is to is to work with God to wrestle with God on 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 that moment. And I think it's still I mean it's still a, a practice that I'm I'm trying to familiarize myself and and to uh, form a habit in because it, I I know that it's important. But it's so hard for me to have the confidence in, in being that man and, and saying the, the right thing and doing the right thing, and and uh, I think I think that's the struggle that I'm that I am working with um, to to understand what to do because I do feel pressure as the head of the home to set the order in place, but it is you know <laughs> you want to set the right order and and I think there's there's a bit of a insecurity there for me um, as a new as a new parent having never done it before uh, to, to, to be confident in, in, in what in that I'm doing it the right way I got to congratulate you in that 
you as a dad realize the importance of setting the stage but the humbleness to say I really don't know what I'm doing how many dads out there are really saying I don't know what I'm doing and you have the humbleness to come to prayer with your wife and says hey I am here willing to do Lord what you want and show me I really didn't know truthfully about Manoah and that he actually prayed for the destination of my, of my child. I just simply, as a dad, I just said, hey, thank you for the five fingers. Thank you for the five toes. Thank you for that uh, we can be friends and we can grow up together as friends. It didn't really hit me that he was a gift of God to me. And at age 18, I invited the pastor over to my house, and I gave him a father's blessing in 18. And I, I said, I did the best I can. I release you to God's hands. These are the struggles that I've had at your age, and I want you to be aware of these struggles. And then with the pastor there, pastor prayed over him and gave him a spiritual blessing in 18 and I and we said you are now a man and we release you into his kingdom as a man separate from us I'm here to help you and I've shared that story with many people and I, I wish I understood at your age the importance that we have to be a role model. Yeah, I think um, that I've, I've been very blessed and fortunate to have that teaching in my upbringing. But I, I think that God doesn't um, despise those those things where we weren't aware of, of something. I mean, that blessing that you prayed over your son at 18 is, is just as effective as the blessing I prayed over Luke when he was born because no matter what happened up to that point I, I, I strongly believe that you as your, the father have then set that correct order in place and and so it's never too late to, to do that uh, for your child um, I mean starting right now you, you could say hey I've, I've never done something like this for my son I've never done something like this for my daughter what can I do now and and, and it's a simple action of taking that first step dipping your toe in the water and saying god we bless this child we want the best for them we release them to you we dedicate their life to you i mean that can happen right now that can while you're listening to this uh, you know you can pray over your your son your daughter and and god can set that order in place with the ability of texting i've now learned at 18 he's now 35 I've learned the ability when that spur of the moment comes and his name pops in my head, I send him a text right away and I said, hey, your name popped in my head and I want to bless you in the time right now. May the Lord give you what is needed to conquer the difficulties you're having at work and may you just be a success. And he has texted me back and he says, thank you with the emoji, with a smile. I think if we realize that the spontaneity of the gift of a prayer 
A gift of a father's love speaks volumes to people. And I, I also think that in doing it, you, you're teaching as well. Because the blessing that he receives is an example of what he can do. And, and, what, and so whether or not he is, is in that frame of mind or whatever the, the, the scenario may be, um, he's learning from you. And he's learning what a blessing means in his life. And so even though he's 35 and, and you're older, you're still teaching him. You're still giving him the lessons that, that God has ordained for, for you as a father to give. And that's invaluable. Now, my wife and I, we um, do pray now together for our kids when they are 30 and 35. What I'm trying to say is I think the burden of the parent never goes away no matter how old the kids are. Now, you mentioned your father several times, and how, have, how has your father now, as a grandfather, encouraged you as a young parent? He, he shares often. We, we, we don't live in the same country, um, and we, we call... Um, on we call online once a week, twice a week, if possible, and and he will always share with me when we'll share obviously fun stories, and I'll share pictures and images, and he'll say hello to Luke, and but but when it's time with me and he's talking to me alone, he he will share wisdom, and he'll say, well, I remember when I was that in in that situation, or you know these are the things that I was thinking of, and he w- he will share insights, and he will share. Uh, stories with me of um, you know what it is what what he learned about being a man in that situation um, and it's not necessarily directed at my situation but it, it it's always nice to have that support to know that you know lessons have already been learned a generation before and and we don't we don't have to go the hard way around and learn them again because you know it the order is set and and so uh that advice can be taken um and and it can impact a third generation from from there and so i think yeah it's it's really it's really important to have that connection and and i think um as i say blessed again to have the willingness of my father to continue despite my age i'm 36 and he will continue until the, the day he's not no longer here he will always advise and he will always guide and he will always um, steer me in, in the right direction. And I think that's a, a, a wonderful thing to learn as an example. Um, and, and it's something that I would try and model for Luke. As he, uh, something that I'm quite passionate about is, is how knowledge is passed down through the generation. Um, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, you, you don't need to learn things again. And, and yes, there's different times and different seasons. But a lot of life is this similar motion, um, and and I think having that connection with people who have been through maybe not the exact same situation, but the same pressures and the same uh, heartaches and the same uh, difficulties that you are going through, uh, that that connection just helps get get you through it. And I and I agree. You know, if if you don't have that relationship. For, for whatever reason it may be, sometimes it's best just to to be to send that olive branch out to, to, to see if you can restore it 
And if that's not possible, you can start a new relationship for generations to, that come after you, and you can be the the, the patriarch, if that if that's the, the correct word to use. Well, I want to thank you again for joining me on the Bible study with Dr. Gross. It's been a pleasure to talk talk to a new dad. I've been out of this season for 35 years. And I just want to bless you as a dad, your wife, Kristen. I just want to say, may the Lord give you wisdom, and may he empower you to have the right words to encourage him. And And the knowledge to know when to sit back and let him explore on his own. May you too grow in the comfort and the grace of God. Again, thank you for joining me in a Bible study with Dr. Gross. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you.